What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Alarm Fantasy Football. I'm Howard Bender. I got Andrew Cooper here playing playing the the, the faux drums right there. I like I like you to keep the beat there. Cross, you go go for the cymbal. You know what I mean? Except like <laughs> Brian Burns, everybody. There he is. Brian he Burns, is. production extraordinaire, right there. Um, welcome in, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you guys joining us here on the Fantasy Alarm YouTube page. If you could do us a huge favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. This is how we keep going. And listen, you know, the, the end of the regular season is happening. People have been bounced out of their playoffs. People are still in their playoffs. Um, there's lots of stuff still to come over at FantasyAlarm.com. So we're keeping this show going here throughout the, uh, the, the rest of the regular season. And then during the playoffs, we might just kind of trim it down to, to a weekly sort of a thing. We'll figure that one out once the new year hits. But, you know, we know that you guys have questions, whether it's, you know, a waiver question for this week, start sick questions for this week. I've already started seeing those pile in, Coop, man. They are. Oh, yeah. People panic. I mean, it's not panic, but like people get like you get more crazed yeah. about it once that happens. And, you know, it's kind of funny for me. I don't know what the weekend was for like for you. Aside from the fact that I slapped you around in the bourbon, in the bourbon bowl. bowl. Unbelievable. Man. My team's actually crazy. My team is so bad. I just kept winning week after week. It was only a matter of time for my team to get put to sleep, though. I had no, I, dude. I barely skipped into the playoffs. Like I, I know it was it was brutal there. So, but I had like I had like you know the like the three you know three leagues that I did not advance in the playoffs were were like soul crushing thing. The GST league, which is a, a high stakes league, um, to lose in the first round there was just absolutely you know ridiculous. Um, I lost in the Kings Classic, right? Oh. I was doing so well. I, I spent all season long cultivating these teams. I missed the playoffs in the in the uh, in the auction. I made the playoffs in the snake, and then I just got bounced by Dave Rickard, who I actually traded a player to uh, to help him not get rele- relegated. He like sent me some like last minute trade offer. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. And he bounces me out of the uh, out of the playoffs. Unbelievable! Really- that's like that's like saving Private Ryan, where they let that guy go. And then, like, <laughs> and then he, does, he ends up like killing him. At the uh, end. You got Dave Richard, dude. You got to can't let those guys go, Howard. Can't let them go. <laughs> so upsetting. And then there was another one. I can't even remember what the hell it was. But like, uh, you know, but like I uh, overall, I mean, listen, you win Survivor in week 14, week 15. You just start percentage wise marching through the playoffs. You forget that people are uh, as panicky as they are right now. Right. And I'll tell you, the the, the big thing is when you look because even when you win, you look at what happened to the teams that lost and how scary it was, right? Like our guy Dalton Kincaid, zero points, right? Like a few of these guys, Dante Foreman, negative points. Like there's a ton of guys that just Bijan Robinson, rug pull, right? And you see that and you start thinking, oh my, like, how is that going to happen to me? Like it just happened to them. How do I prevent this from happening? And you really can't. Like I, I've been thinking about my my rankings and I said this the other day that like my rankings, I'm worried about every single player. I'm worried about Travis Kelsey. I'm of course I'm worried about Trey McBride. It's like this is a list of players that I'm worried about from least worried to most worried. But we're worried about every single player. So I'm not surprised people have a lot of questions. We're here to help with that. And I'll tell you what, like if you're listening to the show, if you're a fantasy player member, you take this very seriously. We're gonna be keep kicking in some fashion the whole way through. I know I'm doing DFS. I'm doing FFPC playoffs, right? I'm doing DFS during the playoffs. We're doing all that. I mean, and the way they've set it up these days with like 
the the slates on Christmas and stuff. There's always going to be something for us to play, something for us to talk about. So thank you guys for hanging with us. And we're going to find a way to keep winning, keep dominating all the way through, right into Dynasty, right into free agency, which honestly, I quietly love that, that part of the year, Howard. Free, you know me. I'm like, oh, I, love you the, guys. I love the free agency, right? Because then, so I, you know, for me, well, for me, it, it starts with the coaching movement. Like the yes. day the season ends, I want to see who's fired, who's looking, who's doing what, who mm-hmm. the top candidates are, what their systems are. Because like now, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, when when you look at, you know, you go back and you watch the shows, and you go and you watch like, you know, things like our flag plants or you know our fade articles and stuff like that, and you see. You know where all that was. It all for me. It all starts in with the coach and Corlin Sutton, Austin Eckler, like those guys. You know, and and so for me, yeah, it starts like as soon as that day is over, and we start kind of you know moving and grooving and seeing that. But yeah, I know you love the free agents. As soon as a player moves sides with another team, it's like this guy's dead. That guy's this guy just saw Bunny like zip down a hole. You're like, (laughs) right. And the articles start flying around. My wife is like, no, I don't know who that is. I do not care. Right. Like I'm texting you guys and you're like, some, I'm like, Eli Wolf is back. You know, it's like, you guys do not care, but I I'm fully with you, dude. And I tell you, man, especially with some of these coaching trees, it can have a huge impact. Go look at the dolphin. Like, you look at the 49ers and what they're doing, how great it is with the fullback. Now you look at the Dolphins with the fullback. Now you look at the Texans with the fullback and how it looks over there starting to look like a real team. It's a copycat league. So as these guys start branching off, now we can start saying, okay, here we go. This offense, highly consolidated for fantasy. They're going to start using the fullback. They're going to start doing this. That's that's where it all starts, man. So, uh, But hey, we don't even need to get into that yet because right now yeah, he's... Quick question for you here, like Go before ahead. we start, like who's the who's the hot button name right now? Like who is the like last year we knew that Eric Bieniemy was like the hot topic and where he was going to go, and everybody was in on Eric Bieniemy, and you know we've seen what he did for you know certain things with this you know Washington offense. Who's the guy this year that I, that that you think everybody's like you know super buzzed up about? I think it's going to end up being it's it the buzz has been floating around for a little bit. I think it's going to be Joe Brady. I think it's going to be Joe Brady because he got kind of unrightfully fired by Matt Rule, who then obviously everything fell apart after that. Ended up with the Bills. The Bills didn't like their offense, so they go out and they fire uh Ken Dorsey. And Dorsey and then now Joe Brady gets very quickly right back into an offensive coordinator role. And I mean, look at how James Cook's been playing. I mean, they just they just decimated the the Cowboys. I mean, it's almost been too easy on the Bills. That's why Stephon Diggs, you know, some of these guys have not had great games as of late. So, and again, Victor Ornelas in the chat asking about Dalton Kincaid. If you go back and watch that game like I did, he was wearing the wrong gloves, right? Drops drops a couple balls in his hands, switches into new gloves. By the time they do, he does that, they're already winning the game. They only threw 15 times in the entire game. So that's the way it can go sometimes. If if you're Stephon Diggs or Dalton Kincaid had a bad week, but you can blame the Cowboys for that, for not putting up a, a fight in this one at all. You know, But uh, I think Joe Brady, he's going to be interesting because people are going to start remembering why he made the jump to the NFL in the first place, and that's because his LSU offense – uh, the quarterback threw for 60 touchdown passes, right? 
it with Joe Burrow and that gang. So I think that's a name that I'm looking at. Is there anybody else that, you know, kind of offhand you're no, like, but you know, I mean, like that was the exact name that I had in my head because I'm actually, you know, we're, we're, we talk about this, you know, and everybody pops up and they're like, you know, this guy's a league winner. This guy's a league winner. This guy's a league winner. Right. And they're like throwing it around about a guy like Zamir white who, okay. If Zamir white does continue to get the work, but we don't know about Josh Jacobs. No. But to me, a league winner is the guy who has stayed with and and just, you know, he's used James Cook as like bi-week filler all up until this time and now gets the opportunity to put him into his route. Are you ready for this one here? Since Joe Brady took over as the offensive coordinator, I may or may not have prepared all of this, not just for this show, but for the SiriusXM show as well. Over the last four games with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, James Cook is averaging 17 carries and five catches per game. He's averaging 88 rushing yards and 43 receiving yards per game. He has one rushing and three receiving touchdowns. And his upcoming schedule the next two weeks are the Chargers and the Patriots. Let's go. It's a solid run defense. We know that. But you can catch balls on him. There it is. And that yeah. is what – that to me, that's a league winner. That you've, right. you've utilized this guy, you've tried him out at certain times, and then this guy just effing pops here at the end of the season. That's yep. what wins you the league. And I will say real quick before we move on that uh, right there, you mentioned the Patriots. That's going to be the hot DC name. If he doesn't, if Bel, if Bel, people are saying Belichick could get fired and Gerard Mayo could take over as a Patriots head coach, mm-hmm. but if, if that doesn't happen, people are going to be looking at Gerard Mayo because this Patriots defense has, with no help from the offense to take the heat off them, and the special teams hasn't been as good as usual. They've been good. They've been great. They're number one in DVOA versus the run, and they lost their two best players, Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez. So Gerard Mayo as the as the if a team goes out and they get Joe Brady as the OC, Gerard Mayo as the DC, that be I'll be pretty fired up for that organization. I the, I told you that I think I said this already when Brandon Staley got fired. The move that I want to see the Chargers make is I want to see them get Dan Quinn from oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him fix that stupid defense because he can fix that stupid defense and build a staff that will carry out his. But then he just leave Kellen Moore there because yeah. you get a different running back than Austin Eckler. You've got everything that you need for a Kellen Moore offense to be successful. You've got, you know, Justin Herbert. You will still have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They'll be back from injury. You've got Joshua Palmer. You drafted stupid Quentin Johnston, for crying out loud, right? You've got a pass-catching tight end. You've got all the tools that you need for a Kellen Moore offense to be successful, except for that run-it-up-the-gut running back, that guy who can just power through. How about this? The old the old timer tag team, Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. Derrick Henry rundowns, Austin Eckler pass downs. It'd be terrible for fantasy. It'd be awful for fantasy. Yeah, but it's for fantasy, but but I mean, for real life, I mean, I mean, you know what? I I need to see what Derrick Henry looks like right now behind a better offensive line. Yeah, like that. It was, like, it was bad this week because man. some people are still saying that Derrick Henry has easily lost a step or two, which. You would imagine that he would after the pounding that he's taken and the workload that he's had over the years. 
But if you give him a better offensive line, does he get that magic back? I mean, look at look at a little resurgence from Zeke Elliott. You know what I mean? With a better, a little better offensive program, a little pass mm-hmm. catching. So we'll see. I mean, I, I I think that in that capacity, you know, he could he could grind out a few more years as an early down back that has help on pass downs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, put Bijan Robinson over there at the Chargers. I'm so anti Arthur Smith and hearing the news, right? I know you want to cover some of the news, or do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about last? You can talk about last night's Monday Night Football too, if you like. Because to be perfectly honest, I got everything out of that game that I needed, except for Tariq Woolen uh, on on his tackle props. Yeah, well, he, he got benched. I didn't expect that coming. And it's Pete Carroll, like. Classic Pete Carroll, because, you know, <laughs> I think it was Collinsworth who said that. I actually talked to Pete Carroll. He said everything was fine. Nothing was changing. And then, sure enough, there you go. So, Well, and on the bench for, like, the first – like, he came in, I think it was, like, one of the last plays of the first quarter. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and they he pulled the, uh, the Bill Belichick trick, which is make sure everyone knows that he's not hurt by making him play on a kickoff. Right, oh, with yeah, a, yeah, he did sure. it to Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. He played on a kickoff in the first half. He had him out of there on kickoffs. Reek Woolen, dude, so unbelievable, man. That's that. And then they win the game, obviously. Old timey coaching garbage, dude. <laughs> so I had Se- I had Seattle plus the points. Yeah, Seattle points. So, I, well, I guess I will ask you real quick on that game. Uh, you know, are the Eagles are, are they in fraud territory, or is this just one of those games? I will say, Pete Carroll has is now eight and zero. In his coaching career against the Eagles, the battle of the birds and the the Eagles, I get. I mean, um, I think going, it's like twenty and zero for the seat for the franchises going back. So, like, I don't know. The battle of the birds is not even a question between those birds. No, I mean, listen, I I, I don't think I you know I'm fine with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are in a rough stretch right now. I think there's you know a lot of pressure has been you know put on these guys. We're seeing some injuries on defense now. Um, that have cropped up and you know yeah listen Jalen Hurts I mean if you were Dan Servadidio you were like a flu game is coming right they were like, we thought this was going to be like Michael Jordan's flu game for for Eagles fans or at least they were hoping that was the case I you know I, I think once once things settle down and they, they get ready they get through this because I mean there are a lot of teams and the Eagles are definitely one of them this last late stretch of games like, you know, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the 49ers, they all been playing each other, right? Like, and and this has been a very, it's been a very tough stretch for a lot of these teams. You know, we don't, we, we forget about that sometimes when we see divisions that match up. We talked about it in the preseason the entire time. The AFC East and the NFC East playing against each other, right, this year is going to be a battle because so many teams got so good. And, you know, so, I mean, it's uh, it's tough. But the Eagles get – don't the Eagles get the Giants twice? Easiest schedule. And the it, Cardinals in the middle. Giant, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. <laughs> That's the thing. Is that like – and the Cowboys had their opportunity. This is where they – because if the Cowboys won out, it wouldn't matter, right, what the Eagles did. But now that they lost to the Bills, now the Eagles are back kind of front-running again. So – yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter. And the thing is, when it comes down to common opponents, if it does come to a tie, the Eagles did beat the Bills in overtime. So, yeah. Well, let's 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 remember the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and we all are hoping that Dallas doesn't get any kind of home field advantage in any of the playoffs. Oh. Put those sons of bees on the road, 
the rest of the way. Oh my I don't God. See them the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Stop you, it. it's Stop Jim it. Bowden for how many, how many months, how many months of just like, you know, breaking down, you'll be doing like a baseball showdown slate and it'll just be like, yeah, about 10 boys. <laughs> <laughs> they would, they would, yeah, they would definitely, we would like, we would have to like, oh we would goodness. have to, instead of just the Cowboys count the show, we would have to find Jim right. for any mention outside of the, <laughs> the sphere of what should be mentioned. It would be $5,000. It would be a seven-month parade <laughs> is what it would be. In that game, uh, you know, I thought it was awesome, the the Drew Locke performance, right? And it, him after the game, it really, like, everyone should watch. Did you see his comments after the game? If not... I didn't see his comments. What was... I, I didn't want to pull it up. I didn't want to pull it up because I didn't know if we could show it because it was, like, game footage kind mm-hmm. of. It was after the game. But he basically came out was like, look, he's like, people don't realize the human aspect of this, the mental aspect where I haven't played for a long time, what feels like a really long time for me. And he goes... He's like, I didn't know if I could still do this. And then after last week in this game, he's like, I realized I'm still the man. Like I could still come out. And <laughs> my guys are coming to have my back, but it was a really nice moment, man. Uh, obviously, you know, Pete Carroll says that Geno Smith is a starter when healthy as he probably should be, but just hey, shout out Drew Locke, man. Just really cool to see that and to have the guy come out and, and, you know, say something like that to, you know, there's a lot of people out there that might feel down or, or in their situation or where they're at. And I think they need to hear that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And more videos for of Drew Locke spitting bars, please. You know, right. like we all know, we we all remember that one. I want more videos of Drew Locke and I want more pictures and videos of Tommy DeVito's agent in whatever he's uh, <laughs> Did you green, see him in New Orleans? Suit. Oh, there's a <laughs> Brian uh, <Moore>. oh. <laughs> Uh, dude oh my god the best part the best part is i saw another picture that's amazing brian burns look at that forget about it right this this thing of ours what's up with him wearing the kelly green i don't know that is kind of what you know i mean he doesn't play by anyone's rules dude he doesn't play he's trying to attract his second client he, he, look at him and you know he's like hey yo they're magically delicious hey. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that outfit is that the shoes he was wearing i've i was you know i saw some pictures you'd expect him to have like some like mob mobster shoes no 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 he's wearing jordan 11s yeah jordan jordan 11 conquered lows is what he's wearing which are like that the the, the funny part is that those are also like 500 dollars basketball shoes right, 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 right. They, they sometimes they go depending on what size they go for like a thousand bucks so he's this guy young is enough, just- he's young enough to be wearing the sneakers though like he's young enough to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he was a little older if he was from a different generation he'd have like crocodile shoes right oh no crocodile. question that's well that's what i figured when i saw the top and then i saw the shoes and i was like what the <laughs> so yeah we need more of that dude cross the board for sure no doubt no doubt um, hey, Jim Jam in the in the chat there. Yes, we do start sit suggestions. Absolutely. Of course, yeah, Certainly get them up. Man, we got everything. Like, I mean, listen, there's like your questions are obviously our priority here. So we'll definitely hit you guys with that. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, we know that there are fewer Q&A things. So we've we've obviously prepared some other stuff to talk about. Of course, dude. Yeah, that's, a, that's the whole premise of this show. We're going to chat a little bit. We'll do a little chat with you guys. So, yeah, throw it out there. Uh, we do have another question while we're waiting on Jim Jam to get his in there. Uh, Ch- Chow Chad TV saying, am I crazy 
Is he crazy, Howard, for starting Nick Mullins, dropping all his fab, too, on Nick Mullins to potentially start him over Lamar Jackson this week? Is it crazy to think he might be a top 5A guy, went 302 TDs, despite being in a favorable run game script most of the game versus the Bengals? Uh, might need to throw 70 times to keep the Vikings in versus Alliance. So, first off, I guess this is a three-part question. Part one, is he crazy for thinking Nick Mullins might be a top 5A quarterback this week? Um, no, I don't think he's crazy thinking that. I mean, listen, it's Detroit. Um, it's a controlled environment. We did see, we have seen Detroit's defense get smacked around a little bit. You've got great weapons. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Those are ridiculous weapons. Ty Chandler looked phenomenal coming out of the backfield last, last week. I mean, great. It was a very, very favorable matchup for him. But Nick Mullins definitely has all the weapons now. So so I don't think he's crazy thinking great things about Nick Mullins, or at least from a fantasy standpoint that he can put up decent numbers. But now you're telling, you know, now the, the, the second part of that question is Baltimore at San Francisco. Right. And would you start Nick Mullins over Lamar Jackson in that realm? I I would not. Like, I'm not gonna- I'm not going to – I have a hard time ranking – like you start going through the QBs, I have a hard time not not ranking Lamar Jackson five or six, right? Like I, you could make arguments for – like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, all you got to start all those guys. Then you can make arguments for Dak Prescott. You could definitely make an argument for Brock Purdy probably as well the way he's playing. After that though, I mean, are you, I, I just have a hard time not ranking Lamar ahead of guys like – Justin Fields and Kyler Murray because he's kind of giving you what you get from those guys on the ground, you know. And then like Jared Goff, maybe he's gonna throw five touchdowns again. Maybe I don't know. Tua with no Tyreek Hill, so I don't know. I have a hard time, Ch- uh, Chow Chad, ranking Lamar Mullins. low enough. Yeah, and Mullins, I mean, like I, you could rank him as high as I mean, thirteen or fourteen, maybe even. But I'm not going to start him over Matt Stafford or C.J. Stroud or those guys, you know? I mean, listen, Kyler Murray last week, if we want to talk about going up against the San Francisco defense, Kyler Murray threw for 211 yards, a touchdown, and had two picks. He also ran for 49 yards. So Mm -hmm. is Kyler Murray on Arizona better than Lamar Jackson on Baltimore? And, And I don't think so. Like, even if you're talking about the loss of Keaton Mitchell, which you know is a huge bummer with uh, with his torn ACL and and that's that's disappointing. But Lamar still has. I mean, it's OBJ. It's um, it's it's Isaiah Likely. It's Zay Flowers. You know, he's got the weaponry to you know to make this happen. And we've seen San Francisco's secondary be vulnerable at times. So yeah, I, I have Lamar ahead of those guys, but I do have Fields and Kyler back to back playing against each other. I think it's a good spot for both of them. That that's be actually really going to be a fun, fun one to watch. Actually, that that's the one I'm more excited to watch. The, even than Baltimore, San Francisco, Baltimore, San Francisco. Though, if you ask Jim Bowden, uh, that's a preview, a Super Bowl preview, right there. Baltimore, yeah. I mean, not crazy, not crazy at all. Great, great coaches. Great systems. I mean, these teams that use the fullback, it's crazy. Like, there's the obviously the Falcons use a lot of fullback and they stink, but the Ravens, the it's the teams that use the most fullback are the Ravens, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Texans. And those are all pretty formidable offenses all of a sudden. Maybe the fullback making a comeback, Howard. 
right? We're going old school. Um, there's actually a question in the chat that came in beforehand. Uh, Daniel Caps Keenan, uh, any reason why Penny is projected for more points than Swift? On what format? Yeah, that's. I, I need to know what format Penny would be projected for more points than Swift, unless something you know, unless suddenly I'm missing something that Swift is now out for this week. Not on FantasyAlarm.com. If it is on FantasyAlarm.com, you let us know and we'll make sure that gets fixed. I'm having to take a look at that right now. Right now. What else is going on in the world, Coop? Yeah, I mean, from the game yesterday, just wanted to uh, – you check that out real quick. Uh, Matt Patricia was calling defensive plays for the first time, and they lost to Drew Locke, so we'll have to see if he calls defensive plays anymore. And then I wanted to get your take on Jackson Smith and Jigba because you know not only did he have the game winner, but he's been getting ramped up lately. This team has been using a lot more three wide receiver sets to the point where – it's all of a sudden down the stretch. These are the guys that come out and could potentially help you win league. So, I mean, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba obviously would be nicer if he was a every down guy like Zay Flowers or like Jordan Addison. But I don't know. What's your trust level on this guy, Howard, on JSN moving forward? I mean, I have an obvious trust level with him. I mean, I think he's he's perfectly fine. I think he's developed enough and that he's, you know, they're starting to put more trust in him. Maybe they've expanded his route tree a little bit more there. You know, I think his snaps have uh, have gone up. His targets, his, his target share has definitely increased. So it's, it's good. But I mean, is he, uh, you know, is he a wide receiver too? No, no. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like a, a wide receiver three flex play kind of you know i'm waffling you know where where do i want to go with him so you know i like the player but yeah i just don't see it being you know what i'm saying yeah i hate that i hate how the way it's set up with this current schedule that there are bye weeks right up until fantasy playoffs because it doesn't give you enough time to really sort things out right it's like start sits are so much easier when you have bye weeks and then once every team is playing all of a sudden, you've got all these guys, and the start sits become really difficult. It would have been nice if the bye weeks would end like week, like at least week, like thirteen. But like having bye weeks week fourteen, get out of here with that, dude! It doesn't give us time to adjust and figure out what the heck we're doing. So I don't know, Raj. Let's switch it up, dude. Let's switch it up. Uh, but yeah, seeing people in the chat needed Drew Lock to unlock the JSN potential. I mean. I don't know, man. I, I, I root for Drew Locke, no question, because he just seems like a really good guy. Uh, he's probably going back in the uh, he's going back in the bottle. Uh, Noah Hartman wants to know, start Lamar versus San Fran, or can I trust Dak against the Finns? That is one where you look around the industry, you're probably going to see them flip-flopped in a lot of spots. I currently have Dak ahead at four in this matchup versus the uh, versus the Dolphins. I mean, what are your, what's your initial take on this line, Howard? 51.5 point over under, only 1.5 point spread, right, for mm-hmm. Dolphins and the Cowboys. So they're basically saying, you know, Dolphins, Bills, just bad matchup, one-week fluke, and Cowboys should be back this week. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And, and I do think that, you know, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a situation that, I mean, I, I think everybody's kind of been looking towards this Dallas-Miami game. Again, another one of those games where we're, we're seeing, like, you know, big points scored and, and whatever. Um, you know, I, I think I think Buffalo's defense is better than Miami's defense. I think Miami's offense is better than Buffalo's offense, right? So I, I look at this and I say, all right, so Dallas in the rain – 
on the road and they've been so dominant at home. I think if the weather is not is fine, if if we're not dealing with like heavy rains or winds or anything like that, I don't know what the weather is projected as uh, for Miami on Sunday afternoon. Okay, so it's a four four thirty game. It's Miami, so it's going to be but just fine probably. Right. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I look at it that way. Dak with his with his with their passing offense against Miami, which, you know, their secondary has struggled throughout the season at times. They've had some great games, but they've also had some some really tough ones there as well. Vic Fangio does a great job, but you know, against a, a high powered offense like Dallas, I think I think Dallas puts up points. I do. Yeah. Or and, and I think that they that, that this is the game that, you know, kind of gets it has more of that shootout vibe. So yeah, in this case, I would I would start Dak over Lamar. I'm going Dak too. Yeah, it could be Nosevian Howard again too. So we'll have to see. Uh, yeah. By the way, I don't see. I'm not on fantasy alarm. DeAndre Swift is projected uh, his points versus. Uh, I don't even think we have Rashad Penny even projected for any points at the moment right now. Yeah, let him know. DeAndre Swift is listed as the top ten back coming into this this week against the Giants. Yeah, let us know where you're seeing that Daniel Caps Keenan because that's crazy. Uh, so just real quick to wrap up some of the news around the league, and then we'll do a little underdog and we'll hit a little waiver action for you guys. Uh, you've got Keenan Mitchell. You already mentioned towards ACL, uh, Jamar chase expected to miss the Steelers game at the very least with a separated shoulder. So probably no Jamar chase this week. Uh, Steelers also announced that they're going to start Mason Rudolph. So that game should be really cool. Uh, <laughs> Did you see that the Falcons announced Heineke's going to start for them? Heineke's going to start for the Falcons. Ah. So there you go. We're back Ooh. just in time for Kyle Pitts to ramp up his usage. I'm excited to get <laughs> rug pulled with Kyle Pitts and Taylor Heineke. I mean, that was the theory all along. It's just it's coming at the worst possible time. Heineke against the Indianapolis Colts. It's a home game for the Falcons. Drake London. <laughs> This is this is it. John Robinson. Like I mean, it's it, it all. Listen, you've got a a a a suspect run defense with or without Grover Stewart, right. and you've got terrible corners on the outside, and then you've got Arthur Smith. Yes, yeah, this is Arthur Smith. I mean, this is gee, he's a genius, dude. He's a genius because it's like you just gotta in the finger pointing game. You have to you point. Know what the word genius means? No, he's a genius. He's an evil genius because oh. in the finger pointing game, you're gonna have to get set blame somebody else to keep your job. What better way to do it than to just sw- switch out the quarterbacks last minute based on matchups and just be like, look, I don't even have a quarterback, dude. Like just throw, you know, throwing guys to the line. So I think it's smart. Just say, hey, you know what? Give me a quarterback, and then we'll figure out if I'm a good coach or not. I was, you know what? I mean, we've seen the reports, right? That he he's probably not going to lose his job. I just want to say, Mike Tomlin's the best ever at that. Just like you know, keep around Matt Canada as a shield for the longest <laughs> time, right? Now that Matt Canada's fired, they, now he's vulnerable. Matt Canada was the meat shield protecting Mike Tomlin this whole time. Now he's vulnerable, so he's going to have to fight. <laughs> so you throw, so you come out, you throw Mason Rudolph in there, right? And then yeah. it's the oldest trick in the book, dude. The old, uh, the old. Now the, the finger pointing part of the season has begun. <laughs> Misdirection. So, good for them, dude. Mike Tomlin, shout out, dude. Uh, the standard is the standard. Uh, another uh, piece of news here, DeMonte Kazee uh, suspended for the rest of the season for illegal hits, most recently the one that knocked out Michael Pittman, which 
to the average person, you watch those hits by Kareem Jackson, Michael Pittman, and you say, yeah, obviously you can't have that. We got to get that guy out of here. But there's been one person that's been outspoken on both of these things, Howard, and that's uh, former NFL quarterback Tom Brady. Uh, he came out and defended Kareem Jackson. And then just yesterday, he came out and defended uh, Demonte Kazee. He said uh, his opinion on the suspensions is that QBs need to do a better job of throwing the ball where the players are protected and are able to protect themselves. What do you think about that? Tom Brady coming out after all these years, after all the rules that were added to the game to protect the offense, he has now come out saying that that you know it's unfair for the defensive players to be to be put in this position. He's he's dogging the the current quarterback play. He's he's dogging the fact that there are so many quarterbacks who can who throw hospital balls, right? I mean, you played, you know what a hospital ball is, right? I mean, you just you know these these guys are sitting there that you know they they're just the the ball is thrown, you know, if, if it's supposed to go over here, if it goes here mm-hmm. and not here, that's a big difference, right? Because here now my whole side is open for that, but if I go here where it's supposed to be because I'm turning on my route, then what happens is is that it gives more of my back or like the, the you know the the back area over here than the actual ribs themselves or right. you know the head. I mean the head hunting is definitely something that defensive backs need to need to deal with. And you know the problem is is that we're still sitting there. We're, we're a whole, like, we got a whole other generation of younger players who were taught how to not headhunt. Right. Right. Before they start cycling into the NFL, you still have so many of these guys are, you know, listen, this is how you were trained as a defensive back from like peewee football and on. Right. So- Chris, Chris Conti, I remember Chris Conti, they asked him about it and he was like, too late. And, and then they were like, you're going to retire from the concussions? He's like, nah, this is the only thing I know how to do. Right. So it's like some of these guys, that's where they're at. So, yeah, I guess you do with with the hip drop and stuff. That's where it all has to start. I'll tell you, it's like it took a little while for the horse collar to be kind of, you know, I remember the horse collar when that was big controversial, when Uh Michael Vick broke his leg and then Terrell Owens broke his leg like the next week. And they were like, we have to get rid of this. It took that was a long time ago and it took years for that. We still see a bunch of them. We still still. see them. Yeah, we still see them. But like (laughs) there it is. For years, those were called. There was you're still seeing them all the time, and now you don't see them as much, at least. So hopefully, we can get that out of the game. But yeah, uh, and then that's about it for news on the news front. Uh, injuries we're keeping an eye on, folks. Will Levis high ankle sprain. So I want to see Malik Willis, even if it's bad. I've seen enough Ryan Tannehill. They're all eliminated from the playoffs. Just throw Malik Willis in there. Come on, come on. Why not? Uh, Zach Wilson in concussion protocol. Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol. So we'll have to see what happens there. Wilson, I am worried about. Howard, do you have any update on that? Um, I, from what I'm seeing, I'm, I don't know. doesn't look good. Uh, I have no update on Wilson. Uh, though I'm actually more worried about Trevor Lawrence. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was watching uh, Adam Schefter was on uh, Pat McAfee uh, talking about you know Trevor Lawrence because you know they said that the Jaguars you know their their def- their, their division lead is slipping away and you know what are they going to do and then Schefter started talking about the fact that you know CJ Stroud missed a week because of the concussion most times players do miss a week mm-hmm. and so yeah this is a big deal for the uh, the the Jaguars if they were to be without him because this week I mean where the the Jaguars are on the road in Tampa Bay 
Tampa Bay is a, that's a that's a terrible pass defense right now. That is very vulnerable pass defense. Not having like this is a crucial game for the Jaguars, right? It's not really the you know, it's not a bummer of a travel game for them, you know. And uh, and it's a it's a really easygoing secondary that I think Calvin Ridley would be able to like you know do some damage you know against. So right. the Lawrence one kind of you know that makes me a little bit more nervous than the Wilson one. For sure. Yeah. Cause again, we weren't, you know, for Garrett Wilson, you were using it, but it's not like you're, we're losing a bunch of assets here. Like it could be a problem. Now, do you start Evan Ingram? Right. It's like, you know, Zay Jones dealing with a hamstring injury, but yeah, you're going to run into some trouble there. Uh, Michael Pittman also in concussion protocol after the aforementioned hit we just talked about. Jalen Waddle left the game with a chest injury after having a monster game. So we're looking at, we'll have to look at that. Marquise Brown has an ongoing heel issue where he didn't practice like all week last week, tried to play, left the game early. Uh, so I don't know. We weren't really using him. Jaden Reed, our boy with a toe injury. So don't love that. He left the game, didn't return. So fingers crossed on that uh zach moss with the shoulder reports jonathan taylor could be back but if you hit the, the there could be a just a very small overlap chance that zach moss is out but jonathan taylor is not ready to go in which case we will see uh trey sermon and tyler goodson <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know with trey zach, sermon zach moss already said that he's playing through whatever shoulder issue he's got yeah, okay. Well, there you he, go. He came out. He said that he was like, "I'm play." He's like, "I'm not going to sit down because of this." The great, right. cons- the great conspiracy against Trey Sermon continues. Trey, I mean, Trey, <laughs> Trey Sermon. Could you like you think about all these guys that get drafted? Like Najee Harris gets drafted to the Steelers, and he, you know, if they pick up a fifth year option, he won't be a free agent until he's 28. Some of these guys, Andre Johnson, dealt with all these quarterbacks for so long, and then you look at Trey Sermon, who. Gets drafted to the 49ers, one of the best run teams. They they let him go, and he goes to the Eagles, one of the best offensive lines, and then he lands with Quentin Nelson. I mean, like, how many opportunities is this guy going to have in elite situations, Howard? Like, I think Trey Sermon, it's time to, time to wash your hands of Trey Sermon. I think it was time to wash. Like, <laughs> see, that's that, – you know what? And there you go. That's one of the one of the big things. It's the problem when you're dealing with, like, Everybody, like the majority of people in the fantasy industry who cover the the off season, are very much into the dynasty realm. And you start looking for these deep dives or these guys, you know. But like when Trey Sermon didn't make it with the 49ers, like when you saw what was going on there, then like that right there, that was the writing on the wall. That's like. You know, immediately I'm like, I'm ready to trade Trey Sermon in Dynasty because somebody's going to believe in him because they've done the work and they've seen what he, you know, what he looks like. You know, they looked at his combine numbers and they looked and saw what he did in college. And, you know, it just doesn't translate for some people. And you see that pretty early on with a lot of guys. I saw it with Trey Sermon. I didn't have any issues letting him, you know, dropping him from rosters, you know, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, he got beat out by Elijah Mitchell, and then they traded for Christian McCaffrey. So, and I tell you, the take lock in the dynasty community is crazy until you look at the take lock that comes out of like the uh, the Devi community and the Campus to Canton community, where it's like you've been following these guys since they were like thirteen years old. That talk about t- the take lock there is wild, but. Uh, we do our best to be impartial. Why don't we jump over, Howard, and uh, say what up to our little buddies over at Underdog? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You guys playing over on Underdog? We are. 
If you're not, get on over to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use that promo code ALARM, and they'll give you an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Yep, Coop's got that QR code right there in front of him, so you can hit that QR code, or again, you just go over to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code ALARM for a uh, an instant deposit match. We like to play those pick'em contest games over there, so we like to give you picks. We give you picks each one of these shows and lead you into the Thursday night football extravaganza that will be, what is that, Saints-Rams? Saints-Rams. Yeah, so that's going to be a good one. Uh, for fantasy, that's a good one. It is a very good one for fantasy. So uh, let's, let's you, know, you, want, you know what? I've got to pick in Saints-Rams, so I'm going to okay. give you that right there off the bat. Cooper Cup. I don't know why it's 69 and a half receiving yards. I, I have no idea. Maybe it's just like an early lean, um, it, whatever their algorithm is doing. The dude's back-to-back 100-yard games. Um, he's he's an absolute stud, and he's like back in the swing of things. Puka Nakua is doing just as well, too, but under 70 yards here for, for Cooper Cup? No, 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 no. 69 and a half receiving yards, I say higher. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, Cooper Cup plays more slot than Puka Nakua does, and you Who's know, the slot corner for uh, New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It, actually, it's a good friend of mine over on Twitter, uh, Alante Taylor. Yeah, we uh, we've had some interactions he and I. But I will say a little spoiler on who might end up being my tackle monster this week with uh, the guys <laughs> offering. <laughs> I do. I honestly, I lo- he might not like me, but I love Alante Taylor. He makes us a lot of money. Um, so I will say, uh, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to save my Thursday ones. Uh, I'm waiting to see what the free one's going to be. I've got one that popped up already and I want to get it locked in now before anything changes. And that's Darren Waller. Darren Waller came back this week, uh, returned just in time for fantasy playoffs. He got six targets this week and he only played 40% of the snaps. They wanted to ramp him up to see how he would respond to see if he'd have a setback. No setback. We're good to go, which means that he's going to get even more snaps and even more targets than six. And his over-under, his number there is set at only 33 and a half yards. Uh, so I'm going to go higher on this one because he's going up against the Eagles, a bottom five defense. And if Darren Waller pops off this week against the Eagles, next week he gets the Rams. So Darren Waller, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about him. Definitely going to get him in there. 33 and a half yards. He can do that in his sleep. He did it pretty much on 40% of the snaps this past week. Is Darren Waller a league winner? Well, throw some uh, throw some action over in on Underdog Fantasy. Again, uh, you can scan this QR code or just go to uh, fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code ALARM and that'll get you an instant deposit match up to $100. You can use our picks today. You can use our picks from tomorrow. We're even going to have some more on Thursday. Underdog Fantasy is where it's at. Uh, Coop, before we hit to the chat, you want to uh, do a, a quick waiver wire recap here? Yeah, let's hit it quick. Let's hit it quick because, hey, big week. Playoffs, fantasy playoffs, got to hit it. Fantasy playoffs indeed. So if you're making those picks, here you go. Here are our top waiver wire pickups uh, for each position. Now, Britt Flynn has the article over at FantasyAlarm.com, so you're going to want to definitely check that out immediately. She's also got fab suggestions and percentages and things like that. All that you need to be successful on your waiver wire. Oh, look, a Fantasy Alarm all-pro subscription. You should probably get that too. FantasyAlarm.com slash let's go. Promo code 
Let's go. 50% off your first month right there. Uh, waiver wire quarterbacks here. Coop, Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, maybe even throw an honorable mention in for Derek Carr. Who do you like the most? Well, I'll tell you what. The reason I want to talk about Derek Carr is because I think that Britt crushed the article this week, as she always does. But her write-ups on Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, and Gardner Minshew are Trey Bone as Mr. Uh, Tommy Cutlets would say. So uh, go check those out. I want to talk to you about Derek Carr because those other guys are rostered in a lot of leagues. If you're in a deep cut league, you might have to go even lower. And Derek Carr is the one I'm going for because he's got the Rams and the Buccaneers in back-to-back matchups here. He might be getting Chris Olave back this week, but last week it didn't even really matter. He threw three touchdown passes, you know, throwing touchdown passes to the the ghost of Jimmy Graham, who, know, who now has... Four touchdown passes touchdown on, on six receptions, Howard, dude. All that dude does is dunk, man. All he does is dunk. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy Graham. Uh, but, yeah, Derek Carr, man, he's available in a ton of leagues. I think on both ESPN and Yahoo, he's under 30% rostered. So, if you're really struggling, if you're really hurting here, Derek Carr is a play. All right. Looking over at running backs on the waiver wire, your top ones are Chase Brown, Justice Hill. You got Zamir White. And then the infamous Trey Sermon. Coop, who do you like? Yeah, again, running back to me, you always have to think about your situation. And that's why Britt does a great, great job with her article. Tells you, hey, if you're going for rest of season, go for this guy. If you're going for this week, go for this guy, right? There's so many articles out there. I say that you just a list of guys and it says like, oh, you know, throw 15% of your fab at this guy. And they don't account for you personally and what your team is and what's going on. Like, if you have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, you might have to go for Trey Sermon and sure things up. But Trey Sermon is not going to help you down the stretch. What about uh, on the flip, I guess Tyler Goodson as well. But Trey, I think uh, Trey Sermon is where I'm leaning. Don't be throwing wrenches into my analysis here. That is a good wrench you threw in there. He did get some touches. But, uh, you know, you might want to sure things up that way. But if you're just looking for the best, you know, rest of season guy, a guy that could possibly pop off down the stretch, maybe you go for Chase Brown, who the, uh, health and the effect of Joe Mixon right now has no effect on him. He's mixing in no matter what. And if you're looking for uh, a stash for down the road, then I'd probably go for Justice Hill because you're not going to start him this week against the 49ers most likely, but Keaton Mitchell is done. He's not coming back. So Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, nothing, nothing is going to change for him. With Zamir White and Trey Sermon, if you're not going to use those guys this week, then don't add them because... Josh Jacobs is going to be back. He could be back this week. Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss could be back. They could be back this week. So don't go crazy adding Zamir White and Trey Sermon if you aren't desperate. So it really should be Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, and then you know Chase Brown as the the exciting play. There you go. Uh, top waiver wire wide receivers looking at Noah Brown out of Houston, Tyler Boyd. Now that Jamar Chase is no uh, is isn't going to be playing this week, Dontavian Wicks, and then how about Michael Wilson out of Arizona? Yeah, Michael Wilson came back, dude. That's a favorite of ours. Managed to not catch any of his three targets, which was a little disappointing, but <laughs> led the team in snaps with 65. Uh, mm. So that's a deep league move. It's a dynasty league move, right? But uh, I look at Noah Brown, and I, I, you know what? We've been kind of joking about, you know, he's. I've seen Noah Brown for many years. Like, Noah Brown, what could he possibly do? He's proven us kind of wrong every step of the way, where he had the big game, and then he came out and had the, other big game right after it. Then he got hurt. He comes back with no CJ Stroud. And we're like, oh, what's he going to do without Stroud? 11 targets, right? So at this stage of the game, the convergence of CJ Stroud coming back, 
with no Tank Dell and maybe no Nico Collins again, I think Noah Brown has to be it. Tyler Boyd is a very safe play, especially in full PPR. We know Trenton Irwin's going to pick up the snaps opposite of T. Higgins when Jamar Chase misses time. But again, Chase could be back after one week. We don't know there. Uh, Tyler Boyd, definitely, if you got to start somebody this week. And then Duntavian Wicks, you know, again, his usage depends entirely on whether Christian Watson is in or out. And, you know, we, we don't know if Watson's going to be back. So I'm, I'm really focusing on If you're going to throw the bag at anybody, it's Noah Brown. All right. And then last but not least, the top waiver wire ads for the tight end position. We can go to Green Bay for Tucker Kraft, the touchdown monster of New England, known as Hunter Henry, or the aforementioned Darren Waller, who's got, what, the Giants, Arizona, and, oh, no, the Giants, it's uh, the Eagles, and then, uh, I don't know who. The Rams. The Rams. And then the Eagles again, so. Those are amazing matchups for Darren Waller. The thing is, in sharp leagues, you know, leagues where they might listen to Fantasy Alarm or be Fantasy Alarm members, he's not available on waivers. Like, there's no Fantasy Alarm member league where Darren Waller is available, but go check, because I was surprised to see that he was only added in like 60% of Yahoo leagues, which means 40% of leagues. You can just go add Darren Waller right now. Got six targets on 40% of the snaps going up against two of the worst defenses versus the tight end in the league. The Rams being a bottom three one uh, in championship week. You got to make sure Darren Waller. I'll say this. If if you're not going to use him, add him so that no one can use him against you. Right. Uh, of the other guys, you would think that based on the shirt I'm wearing today that I would like Hunter Henry, but I worry that he doesn't play the full snaps. Uh, he did score two touchdowns a week before, but on only three targets. This week he got nine targets, but it's hard to trust that guy because of the the lack of consistency. With Tucker Kraft, this guy's playing virtually every snap. In fact, the week before last, he played 64 of 64. This week he played every snap but three, and a couple of snaps he missed there was because he tried to uh, do a little hurdle and the helmet uh, caught him right in between the wickets there. So he had to miss a couple of snaps on that one. Uh, but the beautiful thing for Tucker Craft is he only pass blocked on one pass play this week, which means he ran virtually every route. Though In the two games before that, he combined for 13 pass block snaps. If this guy is just going to do what Luke Musgrave was doing and Christian Watson's going to be banged up and Jaden Reed has a toe injury... I don't know, man. We might be in on Tucker Craft. I think that uh, I think we might have to be in. So that's the ad this week. If Darren Waller's not out there, it's Tucker. I love it. I love it. I used Tucker Craft as a uh, DFS play as part of my yeah. stack last week. Love Reed and Craft. I can't do that again this week, but nevertheless, there you go. Again, go to fantasyalarm.com. Check out the waiver wire article from Britt Flynn. Gives you a full breakdown of everything that you need. All right, Coop. I think we got to hit the chat here for the last. Uh, we got to do some rapid fire because uh, we got some uh, you know, like nine minutes to go here. You want to uh, you want to lead or you want to follow? What do you want? After hearing you say Reed Lovecraft, there's got to be an HP Lovecraft team name out there somewhere with <laughs> with, with Jordan Love and, and Duck Craft. Lovecraft. The HP Lovecraft team. Uh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. H.P. Lovecraft was a science fiction writer. Burns. Uh, okay, let's get in the chat where we left off. Penny. Okay, the, so the Penny situation is. I got uh, you here. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Yahoo, and they just didn't project Swift. He he hasn't gotten his projection yet. Um, following last night's game, I would just give that some time. It's it's Yahoo. They'll, Anth- they'll be. An- 
Anthony, if you want to ask about the Pistons, uh, tune in to John and Pemba and James Grande. You actually just asked the least qualified basketball analysts out there. <laughs> we've got some takes. You're the second least qualified. <laughs> I'm second here most, but we've got <laughs> we've got some high level takes, organizational level takes on basketball. Uh, but that's about what we got going on. What's up, ANC in the chat? Uh, Jim Jam wants to know uh, start two: Bijan, Eckler, and Pollard. So. He's got, I have D-Hop and could grab OBJ for the flex. You're not going to start D-Hop probably be, if uh, Will Levis is going to be out. So you might just start all three running backs. But if you can only start two of those running backs, Howard, what do you think? Um, you know what? I mean, I'm just I'm going to go with uh, with Bijan for sure, and then I'm going to utilize Pollard against Miami. You know, they need to get a little bit more creative. They need to be able to, uh, you know expose Miami's defense and keep Vic Fangio guessing. Van, you know, if you give Fangio the, uh, you know, the know-how, then yeah, because listen, Eckler against Buffalo, he's just, he's not the between the tackles guy. That's how you can, you know, kind of beat up Buffalo's run defense a little bit. I'm just, home game or not home game, Saturday, December 23rd, I am not starting Austin Eckler. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Again, Britt Flynn made a good point that like sometimes when you fire the coaching staff, they just lean on the stars. But reportedly, Kellen Moore was the one that was like not that didn't want to use Eckler. So Kellen Moore is the only guy left. Wait, uh, Kellen Moore didn't want to use Austin Eckler? Oh my god! Where how did we hear? How did we I, know that? I heard that somewhere this offseason, but I totally hmm. forget where. Yeah, hmm. funny how that happens. Uh, no Harmon wants to know: Do we prioritize defense for Championship Week or backup running backs? I, our stance is generally that you want to focus on your starting lineup first and foremost. So I will, if I'm going to use that defense, I'm going to prioritize it first. 100%. 100%. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Uh, Vic and Tio is like, Oh four. Yeah. That's all. That's what I'm talking about. That's when the horse caller first, they first started looking at that play and started saying, why are these guys breaking their legs on a tackle where their legs aren't even being touched? Right. So go back and watch the Mike Vic, Horse collar and the TO. TO played in the Super Bowl, I think, after getting a horse collar and breaking his leg. So, yeah, that's how long ago it was. And now it's finally out of the game. But for a while, people were like, how are you going to take that out of the game? Well, it actually wasn't that hard. Uh, Richard McEwen wants to know any world where I put McBride in instead of Kelsey? I've got uh, a take on this, but not, not this week. There is a world where that does exist. I just don't think that this world exists right now. We've got McBride's taking on Chicago, and Eddie Jackson's going to be involved there. I mean, listen, I know that he still gets targets, but then you're talking about Kelsey against the Raiders. I mean, I can't. In In a home game Christmas day, I just do not see... Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey not turning out the Raiders and like just slapping them around. I don't even know what the history is, but I'm sure that Kelsey has fantastic numbers against the Raiders. This year he had six for 91. And is the, that all? And the and the the Chiefs have put up 28 or more points on the Raiders every single time they've played them since Patrick Mahomes has joined the Chiefs. So So that world does exist where you put McBride in for Kelsey. It's just not this week. It's not next week either, Howard. Because Kelsey gets the Bengals next week. Oh, the Bengals. (laughs) And then Kelsey gets the Chargers to end the season. Well, the team that he caught 12 for 179 and a touchdown on. That's why today I tweeted out, people are going to see uh, why Travis Kelsey is the tight end one over the next three weeks. In Dynasty, say what you want about the youth and all that. Travis Kelsey is leading the league still in fantasy points per game, and he has the softest matchups 
Bing, bang, boom to finish the year. He will finish as a tight end. Travis Kelsey, lock him in your lineup. Put McBride in the flex and just win your league and pop some champagne. That's what you do here. Uh, Sean says, which tight end should I start? Likely Kraft or Waller? It's likely. Mm. It's so it's likely. either. What, what's that? I feel like it's got to be likely, right? I feel like it has. I mean, after what we saw with with what McBride did against the 49ers defense and knowing that they are going to have to pay attention to OBJ and to Zay Flowers as well. Yeah, for me, it's likely. I do like the matchup, obviously, for uh, our good friend Darren Waller. But for that same token, it's 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 Danny DeVito throwing him the football <laughs> versus Lamar Jackson throwing him the football. So and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. It's got to be likely, man. Uh, Red Rizzle wants to know. Red Rizzle, great name, by the way. Is Miami's D a landmine? Do I drop Miami's D to landmine somebody else and pick up Denver or Philly? So it is a bad spot to start Miami against the Cowboys. I'm not gonna lie. Xavier Howard banged up. They got a lot of injuries going on. Um, Denver's got the Patriots. Uh, Philly has the Giants. Howard. So I think I like both those guys over Miami. Yeah, I definitely like both those guys over Miami. And I think I would probably lean on uh, on Denver, actually, a little more than Philly, just because I don't know what Philly's health is, you know, situation is. And we've seen their secondary get, you know, beaten up a little bit. Not that, you know, DeVito's going to throw for, you know, 300 yards on them, but, you know, right. he's not going to get shut out. Yeah. Well, my advice is go look at the negatives in your league. If if your league has like big negatives for teams letting up a lot of points, then start the Broncos because the Patriots aren't going to put up a lot of points. Like that's how that's how off the table. But maybe go Philly if if there's no negatives and uh, you know turnovers are big here. Uh, Bruce Bruce Bush wants to know if he starts. Should he pick up Rashad Mendenhall? Just um, I mean, you could, but if Moeldy Moore is actually available, that's who I would go after first. For sure. Yeah, his comments this week, inappropriate. We're not even going to talk about that. Uh, Baker or Stroud this week? Got to go Stroud if he's playing right, Howard. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, we got another one, Flacco, Stroud, or Browning? Flacco, Stroud, or Browning? All right. I mean, you know, I think everybody's asking this about Stroud because he's going up against Cleveland. But, I mean, listen, this this defense is banged up right now, and I'm not enamored with them at all. And it's a home game for Houston. So, controlled environment, I'm, I'm perfectly fine using Stroud in this one here. Um, uh, yeah, definitely over Flacco. Browning, who the, the Bengals are playing the Steelers. Steelers are missing a couple of guys, right? Mika Fitzpatrick's not going to yeah. be there, but – I don't know what the weather's going to look like there in Pittsburgh. Jamar Chase is out. Jamar Chase, that's it. No Jamar Chase makes me – I'm not interested in Browning, dude. Yeah. Now, without Jamar Chase, uh, I'm going to live and die by the Stroud, personally. I, I'm i willing to go down with the ship. Got to see if I can buy some rookie cards. You know, I'm just a big fan. Uh, drop Khalil Herbert, Dallas defense. I have Browns or McKinnon for Justice Hill or Roshan. So, Dallas defense – like, Dallas' schedule kind of stinks. So, I have no problem. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd probably drop Khalil Herbert. If when are you going to ever start Khalil Herbert? Right, exactly, exactly. I get you know, and I mean, you know, if you're making this pickup here, you know, it's a speculative ad. It's not this. You're not starting Justice Hill. You're not starting Roshan Johnson. Either one of them. So to me, this is a speculative ad. If you're not going to start Khalil Herbert, then just dump him. But at least you know Dallas defense, they can still get some points. I'm not hating it. Yeah. Uh, not sure if any of it's worth my first waiver claim. Lex, I'll tell you right now, if you're not putting a player in your starting lineup, 
or 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 directly blocking your opponent, do not use your first waiver claim. It is so valuable to have a higher waiver claim championship week against your opponent. So many times my my matchups have been decided based on defenses or me picking up a handcuff running back to block the somebody who just lost a running back or me picking up a quarterback to throw on my bench in championship week, right? Like that just having that over that leverage over the person you're playing is very valuable. You'd be very surprised. I've seen Howard Bender squeeze those wave of claims into into it's a gold, you know, going out Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins, baby. It's and, my guy. Brashad uh, <laughs> Perriman. Like you can't give you can't give a Howard Bender of the world an inch. He just beat me with a bunch of losers in his lineup in the bourbon bowl. I sure did. <laughs> All right, let's rapid fire our way out of here, Coop. Serve okay. him up. Give him to me. I am ready. Waller, Taysom Hill, Hunter Henry, full PPR. Tight end. Waller. Yes. Uh, I guess you gotta go out of the cry room. Need six more yards to parlay. Uh, let's see. Uh, who to start at QB? Stafford, Murray, Mullins, or Flacco? That's Stafford, a legitimate question. Murray, Mullins, or Flacco? Ooh, I think I'd probably just go with Stafford. Yeah, it's probably Stafford. I am intrigued by Murray, but Stafford against the Saints on Thursday looks pretty good. Yeah, Murray against Chicago is definitely intriguing. You know, it's going to be him against, uh, you know, I, I want to see what the weather looks like. In yeah. Chicago, also, you know, for that one, because Murray on the road and in crappy weather, he's not really the the most reliable uh, of guys there. But you know, I I still think you know Stafford at home against the Saints that don't have Marshawn Lattimore. I know they've got a good defense and their their numbers, their their DVOA numbers that look great, but yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, uh, Victor has spent too much time there. Victor has a wagon team here. We're going to get out of here. Uh, Victor, this one's easy for me. He needs a flex and two wide receivers. You're starting Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. You're starting Stephon Diggs. And you're probably not going to start Keenan Allen coming off an injury with Easton Stick, even if he's good to go. So it's A-Chan or Ayuk, Howard. A-Chan or Ayuk? Yeah. Um, definitely I mean, starting ARSB. Yeah. No question. I'd probably, I, I think I would go with Ayuk. I mean, yeah. I like A-Chan. I just don't know what the situation is with him right now. So, obviously, thankfully, it's not a decision you have to make immediately. But, I mean, I want to see what the split is. You can run on Dallas. We we saw that. James Cook destroyed him. But, right. you know, you're still sharing the workload with Raheem Mostert. And Raheem they, Mostert is like the freaking man in Miami right now. They gave Mostert three carries in a row at the goal line. They, they had no interest. A-Chan... Didn't even strap his helmet up. He knew he knew what they were doing. Uh, Flex McBride or Bijan? Kind of got to be McBride, right? Uh, no, I'm going Bijan. I'm doing right. it. I'm just running up against the Colts. I'm going to ignore what happened last week. I know it sucks and whatever, but uh, it's just the the better opportunity is still there for uh, for Bijan Robinson. RBs, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. You got to go with our running backs. Those are the real league. Those are the guys that can score five, six touchdowns in any game. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, Wondell Robinson, Michael Wilson, or Mingo? Um, I, you know, I think I would probably go with Wondell Robinson in this one. Philly does struggle a little bit against the slot. And, uh, and, and you know, he didn't have a great game this past week. But I didn't expect the Giants to have a good game against the Saints defense. So, boom. Yeah, if Marquise Brown is out, maybe Michael Wilson. Though I kind of, I can't stop. I can't maybe. stop. Yeah. Um, trying to block my opponent from grabbing Denver D. Do I drop Zamir White or Parker Washington? You can drop Parker Washington. Parker Washington. That's easy enough. Uh, there you go. All right, that's it. 
got people think, saying thanks. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for hitting that subscribe button, for hitting that like button. It is meaningful. It goes a long way. You know, if you see a tweet from Howard and you like it and retweet it, that is free for you to do. It actually means a lot for us with the algorithms and the powers that be in giving us a chance to bring you guys the content. So appreciate you. Yeah, I see 18 people watching right now and only three likes. Come on, people. Well, Get in there. Hit that like button. Smash it for us, please. Free. Free to free. offer that like for us. So we come in here, we spend, you know, our time. We do our best to help you guys out. We love talking ball. We love hanging out with you guys. So thank you guys. Appreciate you. Adios, turd nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boom!